my face currently feels like I've been run through by Tom Stewart. Puts it to the top of the square. Oh, beautiful little fist in there by Nail. Crucial centimetre moments. He definitely has a bit of the, uh, the Belcho spirit. <laughs> um, as I, I have a bit of the Belcho spirit. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to the podcast that knows that to find the ball, you have to think like the ball. And that means eating the grass at Carrara Stadium. This <laughs> week of football, we learned that you can tag Dacos, but it might not be worth it. The favourites all won, and the AFL has decided to take another stance against racism, which hopefully good this time. We're not sure if Ross Ball is good, and Carlton, Essen and Adelaide continue to resume mixed results. I'm Jack Turner, and I'm joined, as always, by three-time All-Australian Pokemon Snap champion and state number one Bull Ants fan, That's me. Alistair Hampton. <laughs> This is a back pocket. There's a wild difference between when I do the intro and you do the intro. I come in and I make it up two seconds before I start. (laughs) I uh, well, I added in Bullens Champion so that you had something to enjoy on the second take of the intro this week. Second Uh, take, I don't know what you're talking about. No, this is we never get that wrong. It's a good thing this is not a live show. (laughs) God, it would be horrible. Uh, How you doing? Oh, you know I'm here. Um, (laughs) Have you ever asked that before? No idea. Sometimes. (laughs) I feel like it's usually when you've been vi- violently unwell that I ask how you're doing. Oh, that happens once in a blue moon. Um, I'm happy to jump straight into the votes this week. Uh, who that's, was your one? That's seemingly how we do it. Uh, this number one vote could have gone to like eight different players. There were, uh, there were a few I struggled. this week. Um, so I picked one uh, that we haven't voted for before because I thought that would be nice. So I'm giving one vote to Liam Stocker. Uh, who swapped in for Sinclair, essentially. Sinclair was tagged, so he was getting his regular disposals, but he wasn't getting his outside ball from halfback. Uh, And Liam Stocker really filled that role. He had 16 marks, uh, which I don't think he's ever done before. Um, Five intercepts. Could have picked Wanganin Miller, could have picked Wilkie, could have picked Ben Mackay from that game, but it was truly atrocious. Uh, And I didn't want to give anyone a vote, but I had to give someone. So (laughs) I totally understand that as well. Um... (laughs) My one vote was to someone who I feel like you might have higher because I feel like everyone in Australia but me did, is Jack Payne. Mm, um, maybe, maybe. Yeah, I, I, I mean, he had an amazing game. Uh, I feel like I can brush through it now and you'll probably touch on it later. But, nah. Um, I, he had only had 13 touches, but he had 12 kicks at 100%. Yep. Eight rebounds, eight spoils, eight intercepts. I love the symmetry of the eights there. Um, nine marks, five of them were intercepts, three contested, one three out of three contested defensive one-on-ones. He had eight coaches' votes. Um, I think the most important part is he's the only person to keep Kerno to less than two goals for it, yeah, 26 games. Incredible. Um, um, he was brilliant. Which uh, is the, the main part. And it was really a tandem effort with Andrews. Uh, I think um, it's hard to say one vote, but I'll, I'll get into why as we go on. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, I'm giving my two then. Wow, we're going really quick. This is going to be the quickest podcast ever. Uh, I'm giving two to Will Powell. who yep, he was in my featured, special mentions this Featured week. last week. Continued his great form. Gold Coast really should have won that game, and they should be bitterly disappointed that they didn't. Yep. Uh, 25 disposals, 11 marks, 11 intercepts. Uh, really good off halfback. Um, yeah, just good to see him playing well after the injury. We yeah, talked about that last we week. Last Don't really week. need to cover He's it again. really continued it on. Um, and kind of after what I said last week about how obviously they beat Geelong and Richmond, and, and now they've pushed Melbourne really close. So mm. I think maybe, yeah, as I said, might have been harsher on Gold Coast at the start than I possibly needed to be, but... We'll see how they go against the that's teams the season, they should beat. That's right? how the season rolls, though. Right? It is, for sure. Um, my two votes was to a teammate of Will Powell, uh, Sam Collins, mm. um, who I heard on the radio commentary late in that game, they said that he might have no skin left on his fist after that game. 
Um, his defensive efforts were incredible. He had pretty much the ultimate Collins game. He had 10 spoils and three other one percenters. Won four out of four contested defensive one-on-ones, eight defensive half-pressure acts and five intercepts. Um, and basically the tools in Melbourne's forward line really struggled. Even Bailey Fritch, um, mm. was, I think, was playing on Ballard for most of the game until he got conked. <laughs> um, you couldn't get a goal for the first time in about 40 games. Yep. So well done, uh, Gold Coast back line. Um, he did have a, he did have an opportunity too, but um, yeah, obviously that that was a rare one too. So that's two forwards who've been in really good form, who've been well held completely. Yeah. Um, so good good on the defenders. Uh, is that your two? Was that two? That was my two. Yeah. All right, I'll give him my three. Um, this one was weird because I didn't think that he was the best defender on the ground, but the stats and coaches' votes said he was. So I'm giving my three votes to Asava Radaglia. Yep. Um, I kind of feel <laughs> well, like. I'll, I'll... That's my four, sort of. Yeah. It's only one away. I kind of feel like, I mean, Guthrie played up the ground a bit more. Uh, I feel like Collo is way too undersung, and I gave him votes the other week. Collo was very good. For, for being good, but eight marks, 100% efficiency, eight intercepts. That, that was the one for me. Yeah, that doesn't happen. For that doesn't happen. Um, seven one percenters. I don't know how many spoils, so I'm sure you'll tell yeah, had, me. had seven spoils. All seven of those are spoils. Okay. I think the one for me that really cemented the 10 coaches' votes was talking of players who kick goals every week. He kept Fogarty to zero yeah. spoil. Just didn't score. And that was what swung me in the end. I was like, um, Fogarty's dangerous. He's a, an amazing kick for goal, and he was taking his shots from too far out to but, score. But you are right that um, Colo did a great job on Phil Thorpe, undersized. Um, mm. uh, obviously, yeah, I think that was the matchup just out of uh, that Fogarty would have been way too strong for anyone but mm-hmm. Radigalia. Um, and I thought, yeah, Guthrie, despite the fact that Tex got a couple, also did a really, really good job. Um, that was the thing that I was most worried about going into that game, how they were going to match up on those three. Yeah. And they managed it pretty perfectly. It worked out in the end, uh, um, which surprised me because I was I really thought at least one of them would get off the chain. And enough for Stewart to have a reasonable game mm. without having to play a lockdown role. Uh, my three was to someone you mentioned a moment ago was Callum Wilkie. Yep. Um, who I th- he got ten coaches votes in that game, which surprised me because Larky still kicked three goals of North Melbourne's four, but he did have a lot of the football. He um, I think he ended up with a twenty eight disposals, twelve of those were intercepts, which was wild. Mm. Plus eight spoils and four score involvements and two score launches. So Wilkie being Wilkie, uh, you've come to expect it now, so um, it's less impressive, right? Yeah, <laughs> uh, he was he was really good. Um, but yeah, maybe it was just a bit of a. I'm so used to it now that I didn't un- realize what a good game it was while I was watching it. Mm. But um, yeah, he was my three. It was a really tough game to watch. We swapped over to the it other was game. Painful. So many times. Um, laughable, really. In that first half, in perfect weather, under the roof, uh, one goal. Dreadful. Well done. Well done. Uh, Ross Lyon, football's back. Mm. I don't like Ross Ball. Um, my four, um, probably not going to even get a mention on yours, Luke Ryan. Um, I was watching that game and I thought that with Young playing further up the ground, he was actually finally able to be defensive and distribute. There wasn't a, there wasn't a 50, 50, there was no chipping to each other. Um, they actually played well and is that down to them playing the Hawks? Maybe, um, 27 disposals, nine marks, 96% efficiency, six intercepts, bunch of rebound fifties. Um, when Luke Ryan's playing really well, it's good to watch, um, he is not only an accumulator but a stopper, um, which is impressive. You don't get a lot of that. So uh, I was happy to give him four. Although, I'll, <laughs> looking at these notes now, despite there being some good defensive games this week, 
It's an uninspiring five for me. I'm not impressed by this five. <laughs> All right, we'll see. We'll see where it goes. Um, well, my four was suffering Leas. Who was your five? My five is Jack Payne. All right, yeah, okay. So simply due to the fact that he was able to stop one of the most informed forwards, yeah. one of the two most informed. I, I did love his game, and I had to give him a vote. No, it's you know it's always a good game when a second player from the same game gets a vote. Yeah, because um, my five was Harris Andrews. Yes, yeah. I am impressed by the fact that Harris, Harris Andrews has learned how to play. Um, well on Mackay when he used to bath yep. him a little bit. Uh, but yeah, uh, I feel like Jack Payne was the yeah, better well, of the, the two. The coaches agreed with you, obviously, mm. and so did general media. Um, but I, when I was watching that game, um, even my dad sent me a message at one point, he's like, Harris Andrews is a freak. He's and a really good general. He, um, um, yeah, he was just everywhere. I felt like that any time they tried to go inside 50 um, or even breach the 50, Andrews was making a wall there and he really stopped Mackay from being able to play his up and around the ground game. Mm-hmm. which has been a big distributor mm-hmm. for Carlton so far this year. So that was a big part of why I gave him my five. I know he only got the three coaches' votes and Payne got eight, but, um, yeah, I, I just thought he was Ah, uh, Coaches' votes aren't always right. They gave radically a 10. <laughs> yeah, did, uh, but I, I wouldn't have given him 10, but he was uh, – for me, I had him down vote straight away. So from early on in the weekend, I had mm. five Andrews, four radically, and I was like, it's going to be hard to get past them. Um, uh, special mentions before we go. Yeah, I've got – you already Thatcher. mentioned Guthrie. Um, and Mackay. Yep. Uh, my other special mention was Isaac Quainer. Oh, yeah. was really good. Good choice. Um, uh, Zerk Thatcher was my other one. Um, that's, yeah, he's he, been he was great. good. I, I think um, Adelaide and Essendon have had a similar patch of weeks recently where they've been playing good football just against better teams. Yeah. Um, and, and I think it's just really kind of showing where they sit, which is nothing against them. They're in a development stage. But when they've come up against both of them against Geelong and Collingwood, they've just been that little bit not good enough. And then Essendon mm. against Port. Pretty similar. I thought their effort was good, but Paul probably should have beaten them by six to seven goals. Yeah, uh, maybe more. Or, or more, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so before we went to air, we've talked about this hmm? between us sort of, but Van Ruyen's ban was upheld for one of the most obviously football acts I've ever seen he get a two-week suspension. He, he missed the ball by maybe two inches. Like, it might have been clumsy and everything else of the execution and probably would have been a free kick. I... Anyway, but he... Was he missed the ball by a, a fraction? I think about Jeremy Cameron's one. Yeah, that, that that's suspension worthy. Yes, this is not because that was he realised he couldn't get to the ball and crashed into the player yeah. in front of him. Very different scenario to genuinely trying to spoil the football, mm-hmm. missing it and hitting him with the arm he missed the football with. Like it wasn't. I can't believe that was upheld and so we the humans was thrown out. Yeah, we had Brad Close, which I got why it was upheld because of the way they've been adjud- judging it this year, but not two motions, didn't pin the arms, just resulted in someone's head hitting the floor who was fine and was probably close to best on ground in the end, Jordan Dawson. Hmm. Um, and then Van Ruins, which was a genuine mistake, followed by one that was probably by the rules a week. Um, yeah. I am confused. And I, I understand how they ended up throwing out Newman's because Lockie Neal came yep. on and basically said he hit me in the chest. I, I, I thought, yeah, I thought it was an interesting one because Neil loves to throw his head back. But, he does. Um, look, but he swung an arm, clipped the chin. Yep. That's a it, week it, now. It makes sense. And I I sent you a message. I said that was the most 50-50 of them. The other two should have been thrown mm-hmm. out. Absolutely. Um, with a caveat on close because I know why they're yeah. pushing those harder. Um, is it possible, and this is a radical su- suggestion, is it possible that the clubs could get together and put a vote of no confidence? In, in, the, in the AFL's tribunal? In the tribunal. You, you wonder, don't you? Yeah. Um, there have been 14 or 15 that have gone to tribunal so far, and we're only at round eight. Last year. We're at round eight. Um, some of them I get. Others have been just dead-ass baffling. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I do wonder where we're headed. I, I hope it levels out because we've seen in years before where 
something has been a new suspension thing and it, it's gotten punished harder at the start. But, but the, we're eight weeks in now. And it's, the difference is we, we've the ones that have been harsh tackles, like actual yeah. genuine harsh tackles, make sense to yes. me. It's these smaller ones that just because the head hit the ground, you're gone. A free kick, fine. But it's, it's it, it, but you know, the head's important, so um, it is what it is. On that same game for Voss, something at Lewis Young hurt my soul. <laughs> I I don't know. I thought it was a strange decision, especially against a team with firepower and height up forward, uh, two very tall key forwards. I thought Matthew Kennedy was pretty good um, when he came so on. So did I, but I thought he should have been on. It was just a weird one because Lewis Young was also playing ruck. So I yeah. don't know. Um, Voss balls up in the air at the moment. It's 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 interesting. I think he needs a few more levels of plan. I think you need someone to take him aside and say, "Hey, man, you can ask for help. <laughs> it doesn't have to be your way or the highway." Um, so I mentioned it at the start. The AFL's brought in bans for vilification finally for life, mm. which I think is good. Goodbye, um, Fagan. Goodbye, Clarko. <laughs> that'll be interesting. Um, there's been a lot a lot of that brewing this week as well. There was mm. reports. Um, on Fox Footy that, that a mediation was put forward and they denied it and Chris Fagan said it was never put forward. Um, there's a bit of both ways going on there, so obviously just still bubbling under the surface and it's it's kind of, I think, going to be a bit of a disruption this year mm. um, for those clubs. But, yeah, life bans, I think, is what it's always had to be. It's been baffling that it's been yeah. two or three years. If, if you go to the football to say racist crap to a footballer or even on social media, you, you're not going to the football. It's easy as that. Yeah, even my uh, older sister mentioned it when it was put through the other day that they were getting banned for life. And I said, good, we've been talking about it for ages, yep. that it should be that way. I think um, but one of the first preseason why, weeks on the podcast this year we said it. Why does that not apply to someone like Taylor Walker? Yes, uh, well, exactly. If you said that to a footballer now, you'd be banned for life. And you should he be. He's still playing. Um, very strange. On that note, the booing of Buddy Franklin was so weird. I don't understand I that one. Couldn't understand it at all. I I can't think of any connection between the two clubs. Neither could I. It's just that Buddy's good and their fans are nuts. I I loved. It's crazy that Collingwood seem to be leading the way now in all mm. of this kind of stuff. And credit to them. Um, I think I said a few weeks ago the only thing they've got left that I can dislike them for is to goey because I love the way they play football. The, I love the way the club culture seems to be run and they're handling themselves. But yeah, they they came out this week and were really harsh against it and called out their fans, which was brilliant. But how strange to boo just. Someone because they're good. I don't. I can't comprehend it. Um, is it then, because he's good, or is it a racist thing? Well, that's why. That's why I said it now because you do worry, right? And I think that's part of why the AFL was so eager to, on the back of that, um, pass the hmm. full vilification ban just to really try and stamp it out. But uh, the pantomime of booing maybe a, an umpire, and I get why teams will boo a former player, even though my, I think that's silly. My favorite thing is when they give the Bronx but, cheers to yeah, someone oh, who's touched yeah, the ball oh, for the first time absolutely. in four quarters. But um, but just over. What was on the other day we were talking about that was just almost laughable? Um, oh, that's right. It was the St Kilda um, Port game when Horn Francis had the ball like 26 times and they were still mm. booing him. It's like, you how, are you not tired of that? Yeah, I've like got he, no connection to him He was him best either. on ground. He, he beat you. Like, just shut up for, for a change. I get I, booing an ex-player. Yeah, an ex-player, I get it, even though I think it can be a bit silly. Um, There's a time and place for it, I think. There is, for sure. Um, but, yeah, that was a, such a strange call. Um I've got a few. Who would wins this week? From uh, Instagram or uh, a couple? Yes, a couple. Ooh, no. Okay. So I had a few for you already. Um, so my first one was a. Uh, we're talking about expansion teams, and I, I'm very thankful this won't have to happen again because Tasmania is already a football state. But who would win? Twenty two Israel Falaus or twenty two Carmichael Hunts? 
Carmichael Hunt's. It's Carmichael Hunt, right? Yeah. I think that was by an easy a, one. By a country mile. I think the whole idea of... Of the two players, he's the one that only... He looked he's like a footballer. He tried. Until he got injured and then just kind of vanished. He, he had an almost best on ground game when they beat Richmond that time. He kicked a sealer. That's um, all that matters to me. Second goal in that game too. Um, but the thing is, I think Israel Folau gave it up really quickly. He did. Uh, he only got like four games in two seasons or one season. It might have been and he queer. Played one VFL, one AFL. Um, he, yeah. And Carmichael Hunt Whereas tried. Hunt's and body just couldn't take the speed of the change. Yeah, um, it was too much. He, Although I would love to see Tasmania do it again. Oh, how? How, how would they do it? Uh, Tim Payne. That's what I thought. <laughs> He's not 38. He's too old. Um, the other one was the Battle of the Kings, which was um, 22 Max Kings versus 22 Ben Kings. Oh. Controversial. I'm saying Ben King. Yeah? Yeah. I, I don't I, know how I, either of them hold up defensively, yeah, though. Yeah, me neither. And I, but I think Ben is capable of being more around the ground. Yeah. Seen. So I was leaning that way, and despite the fact that I think Max is a better footballer currently. I'd love to do a, a comparison side-by-side side of their stats, but... Um, 22, uh, Byron Shammer versus 22, Shannon Burns. Oh, nil all draw? I said, I, I, wrote, I actually wrote notes for this one. I said ceiling, Shannon Burns, floor, Byron Shammer. I think overall fitness allowing, Byron Shammer. I was going to, I was probably going to say burn myself, but um, I wouldn't want to watch it. <laughs> and Burns has got uh, two flags, which probably leans him career-wise to be winning it, mm. but... Um, well, the one thing you say that game is it'd be fast. It would be. I've, I've brought up the Max King, Ben King stats here. Yeah. Uh, it's a bit rough, but uh, Max King seems to be ahead in pretty much everything. Pretty much everything. Tough. Except for uncontested marks. All right. Well, the, who would wins that I didn't come up with? Hmm. It's very close, though. They're not too far off. The first one we got sent. Excuse the... Uh, the first one we got sent was <laughs> <laughs> 22 Chris Judds versus 22 Ablett Juniors. Oh it's, oh, it's 22 Ablett Juniors, I think. I think prime Chris Judd. Maybe. I think career. No Ablett shoulder Jr. injuries? Yeah, I think at his peak, Chris Judd. But I think... I think it would be a really good Ab- watch. Ablett at his peak was also something else. I, I think, think it would be a really good watch. I just think uh, Ablett Jr. has much better forward craft. Period, yeah, it's Ablett. Um, I mean, Chris Judd has kicked some great goals, don't get me wrong, but they're all streaming in from the middle. Abla Jr. could kick them from the anywhere. Most ridiculous goals we've seen. Yeah. From anywhere. Uh, so that's why I, I yeah, tip okay. it that way. That's fair. I think Judd might have him in the back line, though. Uh, might, might also have him in the middle. Um, but that would be... It's hard That would say. actually be yeah. good to watch. It'd be an absolutely entertaining game. Uh, the other right-in one uh, was... And this I, I saw and I thought about a little bit and it interested me the more I thought about it. 22, Jeremy McGovern hmm. and 22, Mitch McGovern. Hmm. Okay. Oh, I think Mitch McGovern might win that so one. So I, th- I thought, yeah, off the bat you go, well, Jeremy McGovern's a better football, but you go at one thing. Yeah. Over the ground, McGovern's got him for speed. He's got him for speed. For, He's got him for goal, goal kicking, obviously. For field kicking as well, like on the run at yeah. least. Um, yeah, I, th- I think. I think he's got, he's got a better leap too, yeah. to be honest. So he'll take him in the ruck. Yeah, I, I think it's it's Mitch. So yeah, it was a good question. I liked that, it. That one, that one was interesting. Yeah, it, uh, it had me uh, at first. I was like, oh, I just went straight away. I went obviously Jeremy. And then I went, hang on, this is twenty two, twenty two, not just one on one. So yeah, I'm going Jeremy with that. Do you ever play each other forward back? I don't think so. Mm, that's a shame. 
Someone wrote in uh, my dick, so <laughs> I thought that that must mean who would win, 22 Josh Bootsma or 22 John Patton? Mm. Oh, Patton. He would, every single contest, just, they'd have to make 22 <laughs> subs that day. He would demolish but, him. Yeah, but, but, like, maybe Patton would win the hit out. But Bootsma And then Bootsma would get it. the ball and he would be f- taken out. Like he was hit by a bus. Mean right. girl style, just so, straight through him. So, so <laughs> Patton wins the uh, dick pick. Yeah, twenty twos. There's so many different players you could have in a dick pick twenty two. Yeah, well, they were the first two I thought. Of. I feel like they were the most controversial. They were the only two that got sacked immediately mm. post dick pick scandal. Mm. Um, Patton's was a, a, a range of other things as well as a dick pick scandal, but included. Oh, you've just offended the only two listeners of our podcast, Josh Bootsman. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine if Bootsman does listen to this, that would uh, be sad. Um, and there was one question sent in, which was, should I take Fergus Green out of my fantasy team? Yes. Which is an overwhelming yes. Um, that should have been done last week. Yeah. And it, definitely now. Yeah. If um, you still you have, might not even play. You might have to f- double it up. If you've got Chandler and Green, you've got to get rid of both of them. Yeah, that is true. We're not Jim, giving fantasy uh, tips here because Jimby, we're both terrible. Jimby now too. Um, I went way early on Jimby and yeah, it you, worked you perfectly. You got it at pretty much the exact time you should have, um... And, and I'm envious of that. I, to mm. be fair, I didn't, Hunt's I don't, still making money. I don't think I lost anything on Jimby, so mm. I, I got safe there. But it's becoming a squeeze at the moment, I think, for those picks. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it was, I think, disappointing this week that we saw pretty much all the teams that went in started favourites one. Because um, I feel like I didn't learn as much as I thought I was going to. I did think that Adelaide were really good in their loss mm. against Geelong. And I thought... Um, Sydney, until they ran out of puff, showed better signs against Collingwood. Mm, they have they a few looked weeks. a little bit better. Uh, and I'm still not sure on the Bulldogs. They still look really wobbly. So I think, God, it could go either way, that Carlton Bulldogs game. Yeah, I, I'm... I Good luck my, to anyone who does tip I've changed my tips three times this week on that game already. So No chance. I think I might just toss a coin come Thursday afternoon. It's a really tough one because, one, Carlton have a really good record against the Bulldogs recently, but they're also playing like tripe. <laughs> yeah, and, and the Bulldogs are playing for one or two quarters a game uh-huh. really good. Uh, outside of that, not so much. Um, Freo as well, they beat Hawthorne. Like, I, I saw all those, say all it was our first four-quarter performance of the year. I was like, yeah, it should be too, right? Like, especially against Hawthorne with a couple of their best players rested for the trip. You should have beaten them. It was also interesting to see all the articles saying, oh, Nat Fife's back. He kicked some very easy goals against also, a very easy he, he side. He also missed a sh- shocker. Um, um, but, yeah, I it'll, again, it'll be interesting to see how he goes against a better team. Um, and the same could be said for um, obviously St Kilda. That was a miserable effort against a shocking team. So, but we did say while we were watching it, this happens every year. To yeah, the teams we do. That and are and we said top. that you, as a good team, you have to win those awful games. Um, Freo's got Sydney at the SCG, so if Fife goes over for that, that'll be interesting. Yeah, and and Sydney's starting to get some players back, yeah. which is looking good for them. Um, Collingwood are just really good to watch. They just overran Sydney in every aspect of the idea. Um, Sydney were in that game for most of it, and then. At the end, uh, Collingwood did what they did when they're behind, except they weren't, and they just flew away with the game, and and basically Sydney just couldn't keep up with them. Um, but they're a really good team. I think they are. It's it's. I think they just have to be the favourites at the moment. It's upsetting. Anyone who it's doesn't upsetting. think they are is, but it's wild. true. Um, I don't know when the Queen's birthday holiday is in Melbourne, but I'm looking forward to that game, whatever date it is on. Do we still have the Queen's birthday date? Oh, oh, well, yeah, I, I don't know. Well, we'll have the game, I think, because. Uh-uh. You're not going to take it away from Collingwood and Melbourne, are you? Collingwood's not going to give that up. Mm-hmm. When is that even meant to be? I don't know. As I said, I don't know when the Queen's birthday holiday... Because it's not the same holiday here. Yeah, who it's knows? A date, so... 
I don't even know our public holidays, so. Yeah, well, <laughs> me neither, actually. Uh, we've got one coming up, I think. Do we? We've got a WA day. So. Oh, nice. Um, when? Which means <laughs> that there'll be the East Fremantle versus South Fremantle Derby on. Uh, well, I won't be going to that. I'll be spending it indoors. Yeah, it'll be a Monday and it'll be cold. Um, I had something. June 5th. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Soon. Nice. Um, oh, yeah. I, I feel like I, it still feels like that top. 11 spots is so it's all over volatile. the spot. Yeah. Um, teams are performing above their skin one week and then playing a shocker the next week. Collingwood, it's just, you watch them win and obviously you feel more convinced by it than you did last year because they're doing it regularly. But mm-hmm. there's just still so many games where you feel like they could have lost it, had a yep. few things gone the other way. And that's, you know, Essendon had them. In saying that though, they have the second best points against in the team. In yeah, the, in oh, the for sure. So... Um, but yeah, Essendon had them. If I felt like St Kilda had them, I felt like Adelaide had them. Um, but that was typical Collingwood games. And then Sydney, who've been really poor for the last five or six weeks, ran with them for three quarters. So yeah, you're going to learn a lot about them in the next couple of weeks. They've got GWS, Carlton, North, and the Eagles. I feel like I'll maybe learn more about Carlton in that game than Collingwood, mm. and I'll learn nothing in the other three. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I do wonder what we do with GWS as a as a team because. Obviously, we know that the the experiment for trying to get them to come to football didn't really work in Sydney, and they really do seem to be struggling, in, in, despite the talent that's on their list mm. currently. Uh, even though they lost a fair bit of talent, there's still a lot in there in terms of, especially in the it's midfield. Their first year under a new coach, I feel like. Yeah, that that is true, but I do worry for them if they stay uncompetitive for long enough. Um, what keeps them going? Uh, the AFL, AFL probably, but, money. Yeah, AFL money. Money. Yeah. Yeah. But where does the money come from with Tassie coming in? AFL's going to be bleeding money there. Kangaroos are bleeding just, money there. Just tax someone rich like North Melbourne. That'll yeah. Well, they're going to be doing great without their $4 million a year from Tasmania. Um, Hawthorne are going to be doing great they might still get $6 that. million a year from Tasmania. No, they're putting that into the Tassie team. All of it. I'm pretty sure. No. Well, Tasmania's not going to sponsor Hawthorne while they're... Well, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they did to, to get grudge matches of a sort with North and it, it Tassie will be interesting and Hawthorne to see and Tassie. when those teams go down there for Tassie home yeah. games. I'm actually quite excited to watch that. I think that'll be a thing um, that they push and work and with I, those teams towards. Even if that money does leave, I wonder if it's going to get phased out over the next few years. Maybe. Because it would be weird if they just dropped the money now, despite the fact that Tassie's not in yet. Yeah. Um, and we don't have any details on what the Tassie team's going to be called or look like. Um it's, it seems like they could have done a lot of that. I liked the... I read a proposal the other day. I don't know if I mentioned it last week, but it was a, an ex, uh, like a, a borderline extinct or uh, endangered bird in Tasmania called like a something swift and calling them the Tasmania Swifts, I think, Swiss. sounds pretty nice. I don't mind that, actually. Um, and it's not... by Tom Swift. And it's not uh, basic. Mm. It feels better than the Giants... The Swifts. <laughs> the Giants like the is Swifts. very silly. I don't... Why? Why is it the Giants? Uh, I don't know, because it, it started with a G. Yeah. That's literally it. Granted, I do I do think that the Bombers is still the worst one. Why is your mascot an aeroplane? Surprised. It's a good thing there was no woke, woke culture during World <laughs> War II or that would have been gone. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a weird one, right? Like, most of them are either people or animals, right? The Dockers like, is dumb, the, but the I get it. Is is wolf based, but it's silly. Um, well, the blues is interesting. It's just the color, but that's yeah. fine as well. I, I don't hate that, but 
the same as in in the waffle the royals is still it's just royal blue yeah. right but the bombers and you're you're an airplane strange what's your what's your argument against though what are you it's, what, it's weird why is it an airplane should they be the essendon mosquitoes should they be the essendon reds none of that works you would be any something else go on Come back to me with a five-page proposal right, next I'll, week. I'll, I'll think about it, yeah. I'll make an article <laughs> and I'll post it on somewhere um, for the, the Essendon frogs. Um, Not frogs. <laughs> could have had uh, a Queensland team called the Cane Toads, maybe. Yeah, but that's an invasive species. Actually, that's what they should have called Brisbane when they moved them up there. True. Because um, they were an invasive species, so that works. The shark still isn't taken. That's, that's a, you know... Yeah, but it doesn't align with red and black, does it? No, I'm not saying for Essendon. I'm just oh. saying that's one that no club is using, which is a pretty common one in most sports. Mm. Um, like do- people have used dolphins before. Um, I don't want dolphins. We've got hawks. We've got eagles. They're pretty common. No I'm more just birds. Just thinking, I'm just thinking, it like, says what, me who what? really wants the swifts. <laughs> just thinking what other sports have common ones. Um, we can't do the Tassie Tigers, which is unfortunate because that would have been really cool. Um, They're not going to steal the jack jumpers. Not going to steal the jack jumpers. We've got the ca- we've got kangaroos. We don't have bilbies, mm. but they're kind of weak and useless. They feel meek. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't. You call your team the bilbies, you're asking for trouble. <laughs> we do have too many birds, don't we? It's a lot of mm. birds: hawks, swans, eagles, crows, magpies, giants, giants. I don't what? know. I think that's it. Yeah, cassowaries. We can get a cassowary. What's a power? Before. That's true. That is weird. Port power. Hmm. because the dockers was taken. Hmm. <laughs> and so with magpies, which they are in the That's central. true. That is true. Um, that 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 at least they've got. Imagine for. going, hmm, magpies has taken power. power. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe they're trying to make surprise. They for... didn't sue Adelaide for the power stance. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, that would have been funny. Um, Stupid joke. <laughs> well, and as you brought up, they are going to sue. The brewery for yeah. For the I didn't J- even see the Jason Horn Francis. So beer. It's called like um, uh, ice bath beers or ice bath tears. I can't remember. Okay, something like that. And there's a picture of Jason Horn Francis in a ice bath. Right. So it's probably more of an attack on cane corns than Jason Horn Francis. Like, yeah, I think if so. You bring up the ice bath thing. The only person who remembers that, or the only reason everyone remembers that, yeah. is because cane corns keeps bringing it up. Um, no, I don't. I really like him being called out each and every week. Um, but he's not learning. I just so. wish he, yeah, but he likes it because he gets attention. I know. Kind of flicks. It's the same as every time you read on Twitter. Um, most pages will use AFL great or former club legend or whatever as their thing. But when it's Tom Morris, they will say Tom Morris because they know that it will get a whole bunch of people mm. commenting. Tom Morris shouldn't be in journalism anymore, and that gets the mass engagement. So. Unfortunately, uh, the way the world states that Kane Corns being an absolute tosspot will garner. SEN more listens and Channel Nine more views. Get him on the podcast. He's employed to by Nine you. SEN and the AFL. Like he, it's insane. He he says the same thing five times a week. Yeah, on different stations. Uh-huh. He wakes up in the morning and he goes, "What inflammatory things can I say today? And how many different places can I say them?" He, goes, he writes hmm. articles for the Age as well, just to really like hammer his, it home. His thing this week is Carlton are a bottom six side. Okay. He logs into the AFL, well, does his show. Port, being a Port fan, he would know about bottom six sides. <laughs> so that's fair. And then he repeats it on the Sunday Footy Show. At SEN. It's insane. I he, If he's looking for ways to get people to interact with him, that's a pretty good one. It is. Well, it's, it's working. Um, targeted, well, it's, he targets Collingwood, he targets Carlton. Yeah. He targets big clubs. He targets clubs and members. Um, he needs to come for Richmond next. But he hasn't been... He hasn't been... 
Have he hasn't really called off Essendon recently. Maybe he's scared of going for Richmond. Maybe like they'll put him in the microwave. They're, they're, yeah, <laughs> their fans are something else online. Um, right in front of me. Let's <laughs> <laughs> <threw> up. Oh, <laughs> footy fan reactions after, immediately after games is one of my favourite things. I feel like the worst I get is just deflated. I usually just go have a nap. Like, I've, but even if I'm leaving a game and I've seen my team lose, like I, the worst I'll be is like, oh yeah, that sucked. Shout outs to like being at the uh, being at Optus the other day. West Coast got pumped oh, by 108 points. Everyone was just there, yeah. hanging out. Um, um, I no one I, was having a sook on the train. I remember during the 2020 season when Geelong did their three week bubble over here and mm. uh, with Collingwood. I remember going to the Collingwood game and Geelong got pretty roundly beaten. Um, and, like, I was leaving that game and I was just like, that was brutal. Like, that was just rough. Um, whereas at least the game against uh, West Coast and Freo were good. Well, Freo wasn't a good game. It was in horrible wet weather. But John won by a million. But after that Collingwood game, I was like, they were just good, too good. And mm. you just kind of flat. I don't know. The people who go and say outrageous stuff and get violent or tantrum sad, I just don't it's get it. It's a reflection it. on like, them. Obviously, like, we, we do this weekly. We love football. Um, um, one of and, us does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, like... I, I care about football, but not to a blind, one-eyed extent where I just lose my mind if my club can't win. Uh, it's so strange. Mm. Um, you take the good with the bad. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, like, obviously, I, I'm saying this as a Geelong fan, and Geelong have some fans who are absolutely insane. Like, mm. it, they'd be they'd lose a game and suddenly it's season over. People did it last year when they were 6 Oh, yeah. Six. The, the sack Chris Scott thread on Big oh, Footy is one of my favourites. Um and I wonder how long it will take for it to start up again. I feel like it was getting close. Um, oh, they were posting it at the start of the year. Um, they're a crazy bunch. People are football fans are nuts. Um, and it's, I guess, probably a good thing that club decisions are not a democracy vote because some terrible stuff would probably happen. Um, yeah. Sue Mitch would be coaching the Eagles. Oh, goodness. Popular what columnist. What he's a popular columnist? Didn't he say something crazy this week? Yeah, who did he give a one? He gave Jack, Jack Darling, Darling a, a one. one. I wanted to give him a zero. He but said he kicked that a goal. he said that they'd be better playing a man down. That is brutal. Yeah. Um, that's really. I mean, <laughs> if they were if they were going to drop him, they might have to. I think they've got some players coming back this week. West Coast to their credit. Uh, I think Bazo and another one, and I think Chessa. I yeah, think that's it. Which Schofield took as his sign to resign again. Um, <laughs> from the waffle yeah 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 He's, he handed in his resignation for a second time he um, I don't know if you saw the highlight on the weekend he did a, did a full Wayne Harms on the boundary mm. kept it in picked it up uh, stepped around a bloke and then fell over <laughs> uh, forward it was like you could see the legs spinning trying to like balance he knew his mind and was I, doing it I feel like that was wasn't. the moment where he went maybe that's it maybe <laughs> two weeks maybe is enough maybe that's it um, might have been three but anyway good on him uh, two or three weeks back at the waffle level uh, is more than I think most people could run out, especially well and truly out of football fitness. Yeah. Uh, so that's just club culture to the max. Uh, I have to love it. I saw um, he, he actually made some really good comments about saying that like West Coast fans just have to understand that it's been a long time since they've had multiple good draft hands. They gave mm-hmm. it all away for Tim Kelly. Um, and now they've been picking maybe one or no good players each year. Not, not good, but you know what I mean? Like, they haven't had two top 20 picks or two top 25 picks for a long time, and now they're going to start getting them. Yeah, um, and I Kimby think looked great. a good way to look at it is Collingwood, for example, and we know they didn't do a full rebuild, yeah, yeah. but they traded away picks for beams uh, that were totally lost to time, yep. 
Um, they lost picks all over the place. I think there was four or five seasons where they didn't have a top, yeah, like a round one draft pick. Uh, and look at them now. Yeah, you just got to even. It just like, takes a few years of hitting the, the draft and getting youngsters yeah, playing the top in your 10, side. While good when you can get access to it, isn't as important as just having multiple in that top twenty or thirty. Um, and just pulling them in every year because mm-hmm. it's just having a, a round of talent and depth, yep. which West Coast will have to build up again. And they just haven't yep. had to do it for a long time. Will they all make it? Absolutely not. No. But even when they had you know, that rebuild that got them to that last flag, they didn't spend as long down there. It was only three years, I think, they spent outside of the eight. But and it, it, it can also be picks. just about picking your specifically talented mid-range yes. picks. Like Liam Ryan, for example, mm. is a great example of someone you pluck out of the WAFL why did I say WAFL? That was weird. <laughs> Out of the waffle. Um, <laughs> the WAFL. Yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. what the fuck happened there. Um, you put, pick someone like that out of the yeah. waffle and they make an instant impact to your best 22 yes. side. Uh, and that can make the difference. Uh, and it's going to be rough because they're probably going to see a cull of maybe 10 to 12 plus players at the end of this year and, and they have to refill they, all of that. they need to do it now. I think it's important they yes. realise that now before and you, Tasmania starts. The more players you can pull across, like your Jaden Hunt, who... Yeah whilst they haven't made an impact been, on the wins, yeah. has been good for them this year. And um, Witherden started like he was playing good football again before he got yeah. brutally injured. Uh, yeah. So that's that's kind of where I see West Coast at. I don't see it doom and gloom. I just think that they need to... They need to refresh. They need to fully um, rebuild. And I think West Coast fans need to... My audio died. Oh, died, died. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, that's another one. We'll call that for the week. And we will be back with you again next week. As always, you can find us at the Back Pocket AU on all socials. Uh, no comment from me. N- no comment from Alistair. You can't make any jokes this week. Um, at Mesh. <laughs> <laughs> and we will see you next week. Bye. Hello and welcome back. To the- <laughs> That's a millennial pause. Way of- <laughs> oh God. Um,